0: Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We're located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Merlin, and under the leadership of Reverend Darrell K. Mason, Sr. And now today's podcast. power of God. And just for a very short moment, I want to share with you the message, a chosen sacrifice. A chosen sacrifice. Let us pray. Dear Father, we just love you today, Lord. We thank you. We bless you, and we, Lord, we just receive how your power continues to move through this church called Metropolitan, Lord. We, we thank you for healing, Lord. We thank you for resurrection, Lord. We, we thank you for all that you're doing in our lives, and we pray today that as we receive your message through your word. We pray that we would not only be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us, Lord. Magnify your Holy Spirit in this place. Lord, we love you, and Lord, we thank you. It is in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, Amen. 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 Many people have heard the story of Rosa Parks and how she was the person with the woman, that started the civil rights movement. And the typical story goes like this. Rosa Parks just happened to be on the bus one day. Happened to be. This is how the story is typically told. And on that particular day, the bus driver just happened to see her sitting there and randomly decided to make her move. and. As, and I'm trying to make this clear. As the story is told, that day it says, the story is told that she was leaving work and she was tired. And she had just decided on that day that she wasn't going to get up anymore. That's how the story is told. That's not how it happened. You all have heard the story, right? You've heard that. But th- that's not how the story really happened. Rosa Parks was chosen to do this. I had the opportunity to go on a a civil rights pilgrimage while I was in school, and I had the opportunity to talk to some people who were there. You know how something happens 20 years ago, you were there, and then you hear the story told 30 years ago, like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't care, CNN, that's that's not how, how it happens. But I'm here to tell you today, we have the opportunity to talk to those that were there when it happened, when it happened. So this is how the story really went. I'm going to go back and start over. Y'all ready? I'm going to go back and start over. <laughs> Rewind. yes. Yeah, so Rosa Parks was chosen to do what she did. Let me share this. Rosa Parks was trained as a young person. She went to a provoquial school that trained her on nonviolence. Google it. She was taught not to respond in a violent way when people came after her. That's where it started. Also, Rosa Parks was not the first person. She was not the first person to be put in jail because of refusing her seat. Hmm. Well, why, why did she get all the press attention? She was chosen. She was chosen not only by God, but she was chosen and she was positioned and placed there by those that were in the civil rights movement, hoping, hoping, daring somebody to ask her, To get out of her seat As a child of Christ You are chosen God has called you God has prepared you For a big event God has prepared you For a big movement God has prepared you And placed you And put the right people In your life But all you got to do Is refuse to get up All you have to do Is refuse to get up For what's wrong But be willing to stand up For it's right. God has called you. God has chosen you. Yes, this is Black History Month, and I'm starting now First Sunday with Rosa Parks because Rosa Parks started it, right? Okay, we can talk about King. We can talk about Clean Guy this holiday. Rosa Parks needs a holiday. Because without Rosa Parks refusing, without Rosa Parks refusing, to submit to what was going on see Rosa Parks started the movement see because they were planning a Montgomery bus boycott I, I, I talked to the folks <laughs> I talked to them said what was going on well you know baby we was we weren't really sure about this and we were trying to get things together we were trying to organize the little lady she was sitting in the wheelchair she was telling us we was trying to organize but she said but the problem was that we were scared Oh, are you scared to start your ministry? Are you scared to go out and step out into the deep for Christ? Are you scared? Are you scared to, to, to do what God has called you to do? Do we need? Do you, do you need another Rosa Parks? Oh, but you know what? Our Rosa Parks already came. His name is Jesus, because Jesus stood up. Jesus sacrificed. Jesus was called. For a purpose, Jesus was placed on that cross between two themes and he was a chosen sacrifice. And when Jesus died on that cross, it, it, it sparked the biggest spiritual revolution that the world had ever known. Rosa Parks was chosen. Not only was she chosen, her placement on that bus was planned. Her placement, she was she was put there. She was put there to be an example of sacrifice. When we think about Jesus, when we think about how is it possible that a man that was sinless had done nothing wrong, that had helped people, that had healed people, that shared goodness, how in the world does he find himself hanging on the cross? He was a chosen sacrifice. But we see that innocent people die in our streets every day. We see innocent people are, are, are gunned down. Innocent people are caught in crossfires. Innocent people, good people die. A man named Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. How in the world, good man, with his daughter, a dad girl, I see it all on Facebook. I was too slow getting on Facebook. My daughter already posted my my photo. I, I forgot she posted mine for me. but but a, a, a dad a, a, how is it possible that someone that's so good can die? And we see now even the tragic death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter has sparked. An uprising has sparked the consciousness of the world, has sparked the consciousness for men, for us to go back and realize that we've got daughters and we've got to be in their lives. No, sometimes deaths are tragic, but, but when we realize and take a look that God can get the glory when there's death, and I'm not talking about physical death, putting you in the grave, but I'm talking about when we learn to die to our selfishness. When we learn to die to the things that we want, we can then begin to live. But when we consider the cross, you see, some people say the cross is foolishness. Oh, I think back in the 1960s, we can say for those who lean on nonviolence. Surely nonviolence is foolish to those who are parents. Oh, because this is what King taught King taught non-violence but it was a non-violence movement that took the civil rights movement to where it needed to go so this is the situation with the Corinthian church see they are denying the validity of the death of Jesus Christ now the Corinthian church was formed later after Jesus had gone and you know in this church it was about AD 50 or 60, help me out, Reverend, I'm trying to remember, but, 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 but these were people like us that knew somebody that knew Jesus. And what happens is, doing as the generations go, see, see, when there are no eyewitnesses, you only got to take your grandmama's word and your auntie's word. Well, I'm telling you, the, uh, the uh, your grandmama said, well, you know, I saw him on the cross, but a week later, he was resurrected. But it's hard to take grandmama's. Worry for what happened. See, this is where we find ourselves with the civil rights movement or where the people in the 60s found themselves with the civil rights movement and where we find ourselves today. We may have not been there, but we know someone that was there. I've heard I've had people that tell me that they were in Washington when King gave his I have a dream speech. But the point I'm trying to make is there was a generational gap within the Corinthian church. And people were starting to deny that Jesus got up from the cross, that he got up from the grave. And they did not want to believe that the word and the message of the cross was real. And they had good reason because there were people that came before Jesus. Anybody heard of Thaddeus? You might have heard the Thaddeus. But there, there was a, a false prophet named Thaddeus. Thaddeus led 30,000 people away to the mountain and told them that the walls of Jerusalem were going to fall. 30,000 people, 30,000 people followed this false prophet, got to the mountain. Did the walls of Jerusalem fall? Nope. They also dealt with other false prophets. So when Jesus showed up, they said, oh, no, my brother. We've seen this before. They begin to ask Jesus for signs and wonders. And Jesus did perform these signs and wonders, but they still doubted who he was. It took Jesus to come up from the grave. It took Jesus to come and show himself and present himself to his disciples. It took Jesus to get up the grave with all power and his says, Do you believe that Jesus got up from the grave here 2,020 years later? I know you don't have grandmommy that was there. I know you don't have any relatives that were there. But the question is, do you believe in the cross today? Do you believe that Jesus got up with all power in his hands? That is the question today. Do you believe in the power of the cross and do you believe that you have to live a life that is full of sacrifice? So the first point today is number one, that God has prepared us. Just like he prepared Rosa Parks. Then God has positioned us. It's the right year. It's the right place. You're part of the right organization. You're sitting in the right pew seat. You breathe in the right air. You're going to eat the right fried chicken after church today. (laughs) God has put everything in place. But the question is, are you willing to do like Rosa? Are you willing to answer your calling? Preparation. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. See, the wisdom of the time in the 60s was that, uh, you know, maybe this nonviolence thing won't work. We know that in the beginning that Malcolm X said, by any means necessary. But when I went on my trip, I found this. Another thing that that, that I didn't realize, that that later on, on, see, the news didn't report this, y'all. I found this by accident. I was like, what? Malcolm X, his view started to change. Malcolm X had connected with Martin Luther King. Malcolm X had let go of the by any means necessary. Malcolm X let go of the blue-eyed devil, white devil type mentality. Malcolm X had realized that Malcolm X had a transformation. Are you ready to have a transformation in your life? Are you ready to let go of the things, all of the prejudices you have in your life? Are you ready to love all of God's children? Yes, I know this is Black History Month. Yes, but are you ready to love all of God's children? and black, white, red, red, purple, yellow, plaid, paisley, whatever color they might be, they're all still God's children. So there was this picture of, of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, and they had actually joined forces. And you all remember the speech, I May Not Reach the Mountaintop. Y'all remember that speech? And then a few days later, he got assassinated. They were taking out King because they realized, oh, no, they're starting to come together. Oh, no, we got to break this up. And here's the thing. Here's the thing I found out. If you remember, the civil rights bill had already been passed. Well, here's the thing. Martin Luther King and Malcolm Metz had changed their agenda. They were now going for economic Reform for all people. Let me say that again. They had come together because they realized the government and the powers that be, the rich, rich blacks, rich whites, rich Asians, whatever color, they realized that it was this group that were keeping all people down. This is what Jesus came to say. Jesus came to say, look, I don't care who you are, black, white rich or poor, I've come to liberate all people. I've come to liberate you, regardless of what color that you are. And then once they saw that Malcolm and Martin, Malcolm and Martin, we can make that movie, y'all. Malcolm and Martin were getting together. They decided they had to take him out, not so much for civil rights, which was a part of it, but they were about to unite all people. They were about to unite all people to come together to ask for their piece of the pie, to ask for their 40 acres and a mule, to ask everything that was entitled to them. So you, we can talk all we want about civil rights, it's fine, and I'm not saying it's not important, but we need to realize that the true, the true thing that's holding us down today is economic depression, yeah. keeping us where we don't need to be, and everybody is feeling the bite. black, white, Asian, everyone. You're not in the boat by yourself, you better look beside and see who's rowing, because the person that you're talking about might be the same one that's rowing and it might not be a black face that's rowing your boat. So Rosa Parks was prepared. Rosa Parks was prepared because she had been trained in nonviolence, and when they came, I can imagine when she was on the bus, they probably yanked her real hard they probably pushed her i don't know i wasn't there somebody might even have spit on her they said look girl 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 she ain't no girl girl get up get up from there yanking her arm pulling her pushing around all over the place but remember jesus said you can do whatever you want to do to me i'm gonna go there to this cross you can spit on me you can whip my back You can do all this stuff to me, but there's a person in this room. You're the person that's in the room. Jesus, they spat on him. They did everything to him, but he still went to that cross to die for your sins and to die for my sins. He took that beating. Rosa took her beating and she didn't fight back. And like I said before, there were others. There were others that were before her. But they were able to discredit those. We talked about that. There were people that had come before Rosa. They took her back down to the jail. Oh, don't worry about her. She got a warrant on her. News people didn't want to hear about that. Next person. Took her down to the jail. Oh, don't worry about her. Oh, she ain't no good. But when you have someone that's upstanding, when you have someone that was a pillar in the community. When you have someone that did nothing, nothing wrong, and you can't you know, they couldn't they couldn't find nothing on Rosa. Nothing. Are you living a life like Rosa? Oh my goodness, when they go to take you down to the jail, what are they gonna what are they gonna have to say about you? When they took Jesus down to that courthouse, they had to trump up the charges because he was sinless. And blameless. So as Christians, we have preparation, but then we have position. See, the thing that they didn't know about Rosa, she was prepared, but they did not know that she was the secretary for the NAACP president. Oh, you grabbed the wrong person today on that bus. Oh, they had no idea. Oh, you, who, who, you got who? Who is that? Who I can hear the chief of police now. We got Rosa Parks down here. Uh you? Rosa Parks? Where'd she come from? Well, I saw her. she was on the bus. And Uh, she we we picked her. But do you know who Rosa Parks is? Oh, I don't know who Rosa Parks is. Well, do you know Ed, Edgar Nixon? Oh yeah, I know Edgar Nixon. He's the president of the NAACP. Well, Rosa Parks is her secretary. Oh my goodness. You've got to let the devil know who you belong to. You've got to let the devil know who you belong to. Let me say it again. You've got to let the devil know that you are a child of the king, that you are a child of the almighty. And when they try to take you down to the jail, you say, Oh, can I please call my daddy? oh you know what oh by the way don't worry about the telephone I'm gonna get down on my knees right here and I'm gonna start praying oh father I stretch my hand to thee no other help I know if you would draw yourself from me where would I go oh you gotta let the devil know he is messing with the raw you messing with the wrong person today devil We have position By virtue of the fact Of who we are connected to And sometimes I think The devil Well I know The devil has not forgotten But we have We have forgotten who our daddy is We have forgotten who, Don't you know that the word of God hung the stars into orbit. It was the creative. It said, oh, I'm, I'm off. I'm off on the tangent here. I'm sorry. In the beginning was the word. And the word of God was with God. In the beginning was the word. Oh, let me try like this for all the non-Bible scholars, which is no, all y'all the Bible scholars. There might be somebody listening outside. There. Let's talk to them. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus created everything That we see Jesus is the creative power Of God yes. When we say the word of God We might as well say Jesus yes. Yes. In the beginning God said Let there be light Let's try this In the beginning Jesus who was the creative power of God said let there be light We're dealing with the power That created the world Amen. By virtue of the fact Of our position we know that we can take on anything that the devil throws at us. Verse twenty-two says, "Jesus, Jews demanded signs, and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified." I had mentioned that earlier that the Jews—it was Jewish tradition—and if you look through the Old Testament, they—they're they always asking for signs, and, and that was fine. Remember they they were building the altars. There was one altar built to Baal, one altar built to the Almighty God. Show us the sign and we and, and we remember from the Bible study that the fire came down from God and consumed the altar, consumed everything. And the altar from Baal, nothing was there. That, that, that was a sign. The the problem with that with us now is that we have already received Christ in our lives. We already have a salvation. We already have the Holy Spirit indwelling with us. Why are we still asking for signs? Why are you still asking for signs? What you talking about, Willis? This is what I'm talking about. (laughs) This is what we do. Well, Lord, I'll join the outreach ministry, but I need you to speak to me. Uh Jesus already spoke to you when you had the thought to do it. Lord, I'll give her somebody you mad at. (laughs) I'll give her a call, but she got to call me first. They'll let me know you need (laughs) me to talk to her looking for a sign all you have to do is read his word it says forgive those that spitefully use you Lord how many times 70 times 7 oh the sign is already in the word why are you still looking for signs when God has already sent Jesus in your life oh we still looking for signs trying to make God still why are you trying to still make God prove himself Reverend just said, hey, you you didn't walk here. You you might have walked here, but most of us came in cars. And your payments are called up. I hope, but they ain't. Look, they ain't took it yet. God's gonna make a way for you to get through that. Still looking for signs, but I'm here to tell you, the signs are all around us. You breathing. So just do this." Oh, Lord, that's some good air. Oh, that's a sign. Oh, I walked out, I saw the sun come up. Oh, there's another sign. Oh, oh, well, grandmother used to say it like this. Oh, you woke me up this morning. Oh, that's a sign. You started me on my way Oh, that's the sign Oh, you gave me the activity of my limbs Oh, that's the sign Oh, you didn't make my bed a cooling board Oh, okay For those that are uh, uh, younger than me A cooling board is when you die And what they used to do They used to put you on the board To let your body cool down Okay, it means that When you say that your bed wasn't a cooling board It means that you kept me alive, Lord To see another day Oh, don't you see the signs already? Keep asking God to send you some signs. When he has already sent his son, Jesus. So Rosa Parks was arrested and she was placed in jail. question comes up. Lord, what are you calling us to do? But you didn't mean for us to sit in that jail. Didn't mean for us to stay locked down. Didn't mean for us to just sit there and do nothing. See, but here's the thing. Once word got out, about Rosa you mean you put her in jail if you put her in jail what you gonna do to me the jailing of Rosa Parks raised a consciousness in this country and because she was blameless because she was prepared because she was positioned It caused the world to pay attention. But then there was a king. A young preacher by the name of Martin Luther King, who had just completed his doctoral degree at Boston University in Theological Studies, had just been hired as the leader of the Southern, Leadership Conference. Thank you, thank you, because I, Southern Chris, thank you so much. What's the name again? Southern Christian Leadership. Southern Christian Leadership Conference. See, there's always a fact checker that keeps me in. The Southern Christian Leadership Conference. He was a young man, and again, I talked to the folks. At the beginning, he didn't want to do it. He just wanted to come to church and preach. He just wanted to be a pastor. But I make the plea to you today, and I make the argument that once those that are a part of a movement, once they start seeing that people are willing to make the sacrifice, I'm submitting to you today, I believe that Martin Luther King was also inspired by Rosa. And the movement went on, and the movement went on, and the movement went on. See, there was a plan for Rosa. There was a plan for Martin. Some of us have said that, hey, I don't know if God has a plan for me. You know, I'm X, Y, Z years old, saying that I'm too old. I don't know if God has a plan for me. I'm X, Y, Z years Mainly that I'm too young. But God is not through with you yet. God is not through with you yet. I have, I'm not going to talk about my dogs today. come another dog story, not today. I have a bottle of lotion that is um, special lotion that I use to try to keep the razor bumps thing in in control. It's not working very well, but I keep using it. <clears throat> but I started using it, and when I got down to the end, I was trying, because I paid a little, you know, I got it from Amazon, okay? <laughs> Most of y'all got that joke. And I, I got it, and I got down to the end, and you know how you press it in the air? So... Holy Spirit said, and, I, and when the Holy Spirit told me to do this, I, now some of y'all ladies might already know what I'm going to say. Holy Spirit said, just turn it upside down. <laughs> Something easy. I didn't tell first lady. I was trying to figure this out by myself. Man, you know how we do. <laughs> Baby, I can't get, I didn't bother her with this one. That was other stuff. I turned it upside down. And it sits on my bathroom counter. And I pull it out the next day. Oh, there's some more that's in here. Turns the back upside to you put it back. Next day, oh, some more still in here. <laughs> what? Now remember, first mile I was just, <laughs> all that air. <laughs> Set it back. For the past week, I have been going back to that lotion bottle, and it's stuff that's still there. I'm not trying to say it's a miracle. I ain't saying that. It keeps coming out. It keeps coming out. Oh, pastor, what you trying to say? Sometimes in your life, God needs to flip you upside down. In order for him to get the best that's out of you. Rosa Parks, flip the world upside down. And because of her flipping the world upside down, all of us, black, white, Asian, Indian, Hispanic, we are all benefits. We are all benefits of the civil rights movement. Because after that, there were other movements that came, other movements that came after that. Other movements that came after that that benefited all people. Metropolitan, are you ready to flip the world upside down? Those that are under my voice, if you're not a member of Metropolitan, are you ready to flip the world upside down? So if you're ready, I just want to remind you that God has prepared you. God, has, any, Everything that God has given you, he's prepared you to do it. God has positioned you beside the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So when the devil comes, you can say, oh, do you know who my daddy is? You're messing with the wrong person. And then finally, God will take us to where he wants us to be. God will take us to where he wants us to be if we just are present If we are with him and that we are really willing to flip our lives upside down for Jesus. Give God a hand praise today. Oh, come on, give him some glory today. Come on, give God some worship. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We bless your name. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit our website at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.